You're listening to WCOM LP 103.5 FM Carborough and Chapel Hill. It's a Tuesday, it's five o'clock, and that only means one thing. It's time for another round of Snarky Faith with your host, Stuart Deloney. This is a space where we irreverently wrestle through life, culture, and spirituality, all with our heads in the clouds, our tongues in our cheeks, our hearts in our sleeves, and our feet on the ground. At Snarky Faith, the questions or even the answers are never the point. It's all about the conversation. So here's your host... Stuart Deloney. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another round of Snarky Faith Radio. And what we'll be doing over the next few weeks is giving you guys a rundown of some of the best of 2016. So here is your Snarky Faith Rewind. Or should I call you Saint Ben? <laughs> We're all saints. We're... <laughs> That's true, I guess, in a certain sense. But no, but actually, bringing that up, uh, that was a really lame transition to what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to talk about kind of the whole... Man, that took a while. <laughs> I know. That was a very delayed sound effect. It was. It was a sad, sad... It was a sad, comma, sad sound effect. Um, no, but we wanted to really be talking uh, through this whole thing because I think this is something that it confuses a lot of folks, especially for us that have not grown up in the Catholic tradition, uh, is, is the whole thing behind sainthood. Mm-hmm. Because it recently came out that Pope Francis is going to push forward the... And we talked about this earlier. So it is... So I, I, didn't, I didn't know if I was using this word wrong, but the canonizing of Mother Teresa. And so you're, so explain to me. Explain what canonizing means, Ben. Like canonization? Yeah, I, canonization. I think it's... Um, I mean, I, I am not a Catholic... <laughs> Um, I, I really like the Catholic church, um, a lot of things about it. So I'm, I'm just not an expert, but I think it's sort of a sign that some, something or someone is commonly accepted as something that points to God or someone that points to God. So you're, you're on the ends. Cause you know, cause that's when, I mean, I, I'm using this term, but I also knew, know that we like to use, especially in Protestant circles for when we canonize scripture, figure out what scripture was, was canon or biblical and what scripture mm-hmm. was not. And we look at that. Isn't that interesting? I think that that's a really interesting point that in Protestant circles, it tends to be textual, yeah, but, but yeah. that it's extended to people in the Catholic church. That's a very interesting thing. Well, and, and, well and if you think about it, like in, even in how you've defined, how you were defining canon, what what is or what isn't canon? I guess I'll use that. I keep using. We, we need a canon yeah. sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no. But with that, re- what it seems to me, at least in Catholic circles, and and if and if we have any Catholic listeners out in there, please uh, give us feedback on this. If we're because in yes. certain in Correct certain us. in certain bits of today, we will probably be edging our toes in places that we are out of our depth. Yep. Um, but what, what feels weird coming at it from more of an evangelical or a Protestant background is the fact of, you know, I'm fine with the idea of scripture that's canonized, like, you know, these books are, are set apart. Because again, like you'd said, Ben, it's textual. But when we begin to look at people, does that mean like you are like a super Christian or you were a super, super beloved by God for you to be become a saint? Well, maybe to give kind of a charitable... Um, intro to all this, at least how I understand. I think first, the the best way to maybe convince someone that this is worth, you know, thinking about or potentially accepting, I'm not trying to convince people, but just to give maybe a rationale, 
that people who believe in afterlife or, or resurrection that we think that either people are, you know, their soul or their body or something is somewhere after they die. Uh, we believe that there is this realm of life that we can't see right now. And so I think saints are, are kind of signs of this like other worldliness that's still here. So, you know, people say like praying to saints, which uh, in the Protestant church that people will say, you know, well, the Catholics pray to saints. That's not necessarily true. It's more of a praying through um, kind of certain people represent certain um, ideals that we should live in our lives. And, uh, that we can kind of call on. I think in, it's in Hebrews where it says that we're sort of surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Uh, you can think of witness also as like a sign or uh, a cloud of people that are like cheering us on that certain people have lived their lives in such a way that we should really mimic them because they were mimicking Christ um, in in a specific way. And that they're kind of, they're they're still alive somewhere, not necessarily like right in front of us bodily the same way we are, um, and that they em- embodied the a certain idea or a certain way of life that we need to aspire to, and that's the way I understand it. But that could be off in some way. Well, and I remember um, this is a few years back, but I was uh, because we all do this. Like I was hanging out with an, an Orthodox priest. Um, because who doesn't do that regularly? But I, I was hanging out with him, and I was asking him, because he was kind of giving me like a tour of, I don't know, even, like, I mean, of their church. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so walking through there, there are just, there's huge icons everywhere, like, like large paintings and pictures um, of saints everywhere. Like in, in a sense, like it was almost like for me, it felt sensory overload, but, um, but I didn't come from that background, so I wasn't completely understanding it. So I, I began to ask him, I was like, well, you know, hey, well, what, what is the deal with all of that? And again, um, you know, I was raised a conser- conservative Southern Baptist, so the idea of praying to Mary or to a saint was seen almost as idolatry, which because the Baptists like to find any reason to say that the Catholics are going to hell, mm-hmm. or, or really almost anybody. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, you know, a normal Sunday. But, um, but as, as this priest had explained to me, and was simply that, you know, he said, you know, when you begin to look at your own family, like you end up having a great grandfather and they're people that we look back upon and, and we try to say kind of like how you were explaining this, Ben, like, oh, like your great, you know, your great, great grandfather did this and he was a good man and he was this. And so you, we tend to idolize these people, right? Um, and because for us, you know, if that's my great, great grandfather, well, there's, you know, genetically there's bits of me and of him mm-hmm. and me kind of a situation. And so we begin mm-hmm. to have like a family lineage. And when you begin to talk about like a spiritual family, it ends up being like the saints are kind of part of like your family of faith. Yeah. Um, they're, they're kind of part of your, yeah, your family. And so these are just those that um, I, I liked how you explained it, you know, that they are still kind of there watching us and kind of cheering us on to some degree. And that, you know, that there's still an active role in this. And I think some of that tradition, like the Orthodox tradition, some of the Catholic tradition is, that it isn't simply like that you, and again, I'm stepping a, a bit out of my depth here, but that yes, there is an afterlife, but there's still some sort of a connection between the afterlife and what's going on now today. Yeah, right. That it's not like one or the other. Because I think, again, in Protestant circles, it's kind of like, well, we will see them later, like way later type of a situation, and, and almost as if that they're two completely different realms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in some of these more um, Orthodox traditions, you end up having it to where it's not 
Like they're not that far away from us, kind of a situation. Yeah. Like they're watching yeah. down upon us, that kind of idea. And so, and so with that, I mean, we're we're talking through uh, Mother Teresa. A if for those who don't know, was you know a Catholic nun who worked with the poor um, in Calcutta, India, and um, really Pope Francis has come forward saying that they are going to uh, make her a saint on September the fourth, and um, so some of this is new to me. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk through some of this because a lot of people know Mother Teresa for how she, well, she had, I mean, she worked with, with the orphans and the poor in Calcutta, which again, when we think of poor, which is, which is another interesting conversation I got in with people. And I don't want to get too far off of this, but you know, perspective plays a huge issue in how we view poor. Like we're, we're in America and you know, the American poor would be different than the Calcutta poor. Mm Mm-hmm if that makes sense. And I'm not saying like one's better than the other, but oftentimes when we talk about, you know, this is a person that went and decided to dedicate them, their lives to living like in this, in this dirt, like abject poverty area. Um, it's different than people, than the way we view it here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that there's, there's, there, there's a huge sacrifice involved in going and planting yourself in a place that is well, well, well below any kind of standards of what we in America would declare as poor. Hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that that's why she's a saint. I'm not trying to elevate that, but I just I think sometimes perspective on what actually is poor ends up being something that gets lost on us. I, I want to hear you try to pronounce her name. The her her I, I don't oh, want to say like her, her given name. I guess I don't know what. Yeah, because she, she was she mother was, mother she Teresa. Was, her first name she, is not mother, and her her given name <laughs> is not, not Teresa. Born, um, yeah, yeah. So she what she had Albanian parents and grew up um, in the Macedonian capital, which again, you're making fun of me because you know that I cannot pronounce things period. And this, oh, I couldn't either. I'm, I mean, when, when I begin to look at her, like her birth name, it ends up, it makes me feel like I'm dyslexic. Like the, I'm just like, I don't understand how these vowels and consonants go together. And so I have no idea how I'd even begin to pronounce that. Okay. Um, and I think that if I did try to pronounce it, someone would have a recording of me doing that. And that would actually keep me from probably one day being a saint. Oh yeah, you know what I'm true. saying. I mean, because I'm on like the list. Butcher her name. I'm, I'm on the list. I'm working my way up. I'm working, you know, I'm working down what it, what I need to do mm-hmm. uh, in order to do that. So, so beginning to talk about that, then, you know, I wanted to kind of walk through here, you know, a bit of what does it take to be a saint, like within the Catholic Church, and then we're going to give our own kind of snarky faith spin on this whole thing, uh, because, you know, Ben, come on, I, I think that, I mean, part of the miracle that we've given to the world is this radio show. Well, and we haven't, I think we've really held back the, some of the snark. It's been more, we've been it's been too, too darn genuine. It's been too serious. It's been too weighty lately. That's, Let's, that's true. Yeah. And so, so, okay. Let's so light, lighten the mood, man. Okay. Okay. Well, so we'll, we'll go through this and then we will go full tilt snark on this. So step, <laughs> step one, if you want to, to become a saint out there. So first of all, you have to wait certain time period. They're saying about at least five years um, after you've died, which, which you know, that'll be really easy for me to wait five years after you've died. Yes. Okay. I've got that in tow. Okay. I can wait five years after I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah, but I kind of feel like you know, why why can't we be like saints today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to relax this a little bit. Um, but I'm actually just being sarcastic when I say that. No, no. <laughs> And so this is, and we're actually running, yeah, thank you. We're running down Very a list late. and this is actually, B, uh, we're taking this from the BBC. And so they'd said, yes, yeah, step one, wait for five years. And so the process to make someone a saint cannot normally start until uh, at least five years after their death. 
So, um, so this is, I, it, but, I, but what's interesting about that is I, I think that that also lends itself to some sort of a realm of humility. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if we were handing out like sainthood, like while people were still alive, I think it may go to their heads. And then if it went to their heads, they probably shouldn't be a saint anymore. I know that does. I was going to say, I wonder if people aspire to be saints. Yeah. And if that <laughs> would mess you up for being a saint. Because and so they're saying at least five years here, and so they have here in this article. This is awesome, and they say that some have waited a long time uh, before they can reach Catholic sainthood. Saint Bed, I don't know. It's B E D. I'm sorry, Bede. Um, see, I can't even pronounce simple things. I think. Um, let's just go with it. So Saint Bede, the theologian, he died in, in uh, 735, but he had to wait 1,164 years before he was declared a saint. Gosh, that's quite a wait. I bet he was upset having to Dude, wait. Dude, he that was long. ticked. Um, I, I really do think that. And I think he, he probably could have a lot to have said about that. But, um, but oftentimes too, again, footnote here is off, uh, a, a Pope can set aside the waiting for, uh, that whole five-year waiting period. He can kind of move it up. Instant canonization? Insta canon? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can insta canon. I don't think it's simply like he just throws some water on you. <laughs> And he's just like, you're a saint. You do have to be dead. I think that's a, a huge qualifier. Right? Yes. Yeah, you do you have to be You can't be dead. a living saint. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it would go to your head, and then you'd, you'd think you were awesome, and then you wouldn't have to, then you wouldn't be a saint. Or, or um, isn't, isn't one of uh, the Kardashians' kids or named Saint something? Really? I don't know. I, honestly, and I'm not saying this. Not, not so Kardashians' be... kids. I'm talking about uh, Kanye the Kanye oh. Kardashian. I'm not trying to be cool hipster person that acts like they don't care about popular culture, but I really am very removed from, from that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's what we call like just wasted brain space. So you're you're, you're doing well. Unfortunately, you're doing well. You you you've you've learned to tune out the noise of things that well, don't matter. I'll try to pick up a magazine. Usually, we're talking when we're in the line at the store, so I'll try to pick up a magazine or two. You next do, time you do that so I can catch up. Do that. The tabloids Learn speak Kanye's. the truth. I know one of their kids' names is North. is Northwest. Yeah, right. yeah, very clever. That's just brilliant. Sarcasm. Well, not, Thank you. Not quick uh, enough on the sarcasm. No, no, no. But yeah, that is. It was. It was. It was quite. It was quite genius. So uh, okay. So step one, you got to be dead. So for all of you out there listening, you're going to have to wait a little bit. And we're not calling for mass suicides here because you got to get step two. So it's not simply just you yeah. have to be dead you just die. to do it. To where <laughs> we're going, a lot of yeah, we're not going around just canonizing dead people. Um, no, so step two is you have to be a, become a, quote, servant of God. So you've, you've died, five years have passed, or you may have like a waiver, um, and what then begins to happen is they will actually, the church will begin to open up an investigation into the life of this individual um, to see whether their lives have had sufficient holiness and virtue to be considered a saint. Um, I would like, I would love to hear the definition of what is sufficient Sufficiently holiness holy. And, and virtue. Because sufficient, is, I mean, like, what is that like? Are you have to be like 75% holy? Like, what is sufficient in that? Well, that's that's one of the, if if I'm going to have, I guess, any critiques of the Catholic Church, I feel like sometimes things get explained a little too much. I feel like they, it, it's, you want to have some kind of something to grab onto when you're making decisions and things like that. Um, I mean, I, I get sort of the heart of this step or of this um, category because 
you don't, you know, you don't want to just turn a blind eye and say, ah, this person was great. They lived a great life because they might not have, you know, they might've had some really crappy things go on and that they covered up and you, you know, you want to thoroughly investigate if this is a person we're going to put forward and say, Hey, this person lived a great life and you should be like them. Mm. But then, you know, in their neighborhood and in their circles, they were stepping on people or, you know, doing things that they shouldn't have, then obviously you don't want to purport them to, to be a, you know, a model for your community. So I, I get that. But yeah, saying, it, you know, investigating sufficient holiness, I think goes a little too far. <laughs> Maybe you could have just said like, see if they lived a good life. I don't know. Well, no, but that's funny. I mean, how, how you listen, you know, so this person may have devoted their lives towards, let's say, feeding uh, orphaned leper children. Right. But, you know, they don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom, you know, or they openly burp at the table. You, you know, you have to weigh these things out. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You're a God to those people, but man, your manners at home are not that great. I just point out to, I just realized this is the BBC's wording. So <laughs> that's true. The, uh, yeah, the Catholic church might not have used the phrase sufficient holiness. No, it's whatever it would be in Latin. Mm, I'm not even going to try. I'm, I don't even know that. I too. think, yeah, and virtue is also a, a, a word used, and I think that's really important. Um, we could even maybe talk about virtue on one of our shows one day. Ooh, that's I true. really like the concept of virtue. I think, I think yeah, so talking about virtuous people, that would not be either of us. Probably not. That's true, okay. The most um, virtuous person. But I'll edit that part out because, again, I don't want this to be any kind of a speed bump in my road to sainthood. Yeah, you okay. don't want to admit that. So note to self, edit this out later. And you want to pay off everyone around you so that they also don't call you un- and viceful and virtuous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate being viceful. That's not a word. No. <laughs> Um, or is, is Viceful, is that just like, is that like one of the, is that like, is that like like a follower of Don Johnson? Like you're like very Viceful. (laughs) Only in Miami. Only in Miami. And while you're wearing neon socks. Yeah. Um, no, but, (laughs) um, but it's kind of like, like that's, that's the funny thing when you begin to look at this, like, you know, nowadays, you know, we give awards to people. So let's talk about like entertainment awards, right? So the Oscars, they'll give like a lifetime achievement award like every year. Mm -hmm. And usually the person's alive. I was going to ask if they were dead. Does Not Morgan always. Freeman have one? I don't know. I mean, his, I think just simply his voice should be, because he's one of those guys just his voice. that he's been in. He's been in like, uh, some good movies, but he's also mm-hmm. been in a ton of crappy movies. That's true. Yeah, he makes some spurious choices. Yes, because again, if we're talking about that, I don't know if he would have sufficient holiness in his choice in movie roles. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like when we talk about like a Lifetime Achievement Award, it's kind of sad for somebody to get that. I mean, I've always people like, oh, it's so nice to be honored for my work. But like ultimately, you're not dead, which is there's some genius here to the sainthood thing. You know what I'm saying? Like If you mm. gave them it too early, it's kind of like, well, we're, I, done. we're done. done with you. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, like usually like the, like the stars that get it, they've already peaked. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're well down the hill after all of that happened. <laughs> I'm gonna hang them up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, one day you're Mel Gibson, like winning best director uh, for a movie, and the next day after you've kind of climbed, you know, you've hit the t- peak, and then you've come down, and then you're getting pulled over for anti-Semitic remarks. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're getting pulled over for being drunk, and then you run into the anti-Semitic remarks. It's a sad thing. Almost a saint, almost a lifetime achievement award. So close, but so far. So Catholics, you are onto something. People need to be dead. 
uh, for this to happen. No, but when we're talking about... Um, People need to be dead. Wait, let me finish. To be canonized. <laughs> oh, to be canonized. That's true. That's true. We, uh, we could get too far off into some other issues with just declaring who needs to be alive and who needs to be dead. Uh, but that's really what we're doing in our political circus that's going on right now. Um, no, but so, so step two was becoming a servant of God. We talked about sufficient holiness and virtue. And so really what they do is the church goes and gathers um, information about the, perfect, uh, the person's like life and deeds and getting like witnesses' testimonies, um, which wouldn't that be a little hard for, uh, what did we say his name was? like um, St. Beatty, or what did you say? Bede. Bede, St. Bede, St. Bede. Um, How are you going to get witness testimonies? I mean, I guess you're assuming if somebody wrote it down. Books. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be. Okay, so if we're going to do relying this. relying on books. <laughs> note to self, okay? So our best chances of being saints may be more than five years after we've died. Well, and in the in the Catholic and, and Orthodox traditions, you have a lot more of um, they call it like what apostolic succession and the sort of like passing on of you know people's lives and things like that. I know in our modern world, especially even when we were talking about like investigation into the life of the individual and that sort of stuff, I know that there are questions probably popping up of there was no investigation of people's lives and recently with all the things going on in the Catholic Church and. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of question to this, but at the very least, you know, people are trying to, I don't know. I want to be charitable with things. Or, but. or you can look at it that this sainthood thing was so important that all their investigators were out busy investigating sainthood instead of the, yeah. the, the issues what of, they should have of alter boyhood. But things are, go- yeah. things are going in the right direction, so I, w- I want to, yeah, I want to keep we'll, it positive. We'll, we'll keep it positive. Okay, okay. We, we like Pope Francis. So. Okay. Oh, we do, we do. This is, okay. So, yeah, so life indeed. So what I was actually trying to get at was we need to make, sh- uh, how about this? You can write books about my great deeds, and I'll write books about your great deeds, and hopefully that can be witness testimonies. You can write a pamphlet about mine. Okay, a pamphlet. And I'll write an encyclopedia about yours. Okay, it'll be a very short encyclopedia, and yours will be a very long pamphlet. <laughs> More like a scroll. Uh, ooh, a yes. scroll. It w- which actually seems like that would be more ancient and holy anyways. Yeah, you should write it in hieroglyphics. It, no, it'll be like off those old printers. Do you remember the ones that like, uh, had like the, you had to like peel off the sides of the paper? Oh, uh, yeah, dot, dot matrix. matrix. Yeah, 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 those were the good times. <laughs> um, so your scroll will be printed on a dot ma- from a dot matrix printer. Yeah. And then I'll just you could roll, just make I'll roll like a off. picture of me in ASCII, right? <laughs> That like word art, and yeah. Print it off on Good dot stuff. matrix printer. Okay, what so are we talking about? I don't even know. We're ta- <laughs> well, well. So the whole thing behind this is us trying to figure out if there's a way, there's a hope for us to be canonized in this, as we're somehow trying to explain to everybody else what actually it takes. Okay, so we have the church goes. You asked for more snark, and we've kind of gone there, maybe too we far. Have, I've yeah. gone too far. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm being very critical today. No. <laughs> We're fun. I don't mean to criticize you. Okay, no, it's okay. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll fluff up your resume, though. Yeah, but just please. I'm persecuting uh, Oh, that is, that's very true. Um, that was one, that's one of, it's one of my miracles. I've, I had to put up with Ben. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll get to miracles in a minute, too. So, okay, so there's, there's an investigation that goes on. So if they find sufficient evidence, um, then they can make a recommendation to the Pope. So this is done more in the lower levels at first, right? The bishops and... I don't know, cardinals or other people of stature. Because, um, uh, again, we're, we're, we're letting the fact that we really don't know what we're talking about pretty gleaming, which also seems very uh, virtuous of us in mm. order to do that, too. Okay, so then Delicious. it gets... Yes. <laughs> so uh, it gets to the Pope, 
And then the Pope's the one that can say, now open the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he opens the case, he'll see the dot matrix picture of you. (laughs) Not an actual case. No, 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 no. Oh, it isn't? (laughs) I was hoping it was a case that had chalices and other stuff attached to it. Because it always just seems, I don't know. Um, Okay, so that happens. So that's, um, they, you know, so this case gets opened. And um, so they can begin to call that person what they call servant of God. At that point, not a mm-hmm. saint, but they were a servant of God. So step three um, is not cut a hole in the box, but um, <laughs> it's a different reference. Mm. Um, th- sorry, I went there. Uh, step three you're, is it, you're hurting your resume. I, oh. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to go back to the other Catholic stuff with that. But um, uh, step three, so they have to show proof of a life of heroic virtue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, we're looking for what we would call people to be have they lived a life of heroic virtue? Um, and I'm not, they don't explain this a whole lot, but they would have to be like signs of the candidate's holiness, like their work, um, signs like the people have been uh, drawn to prayer through their example. So, you know, did their example hopefully create more holiness in other people too? Yeah. Did that example lead others to um, become more virtuous and holy? And so if they are seen to have a life of heroic virtue, they take a step up from being a servant of God now um, to being venerable. Venerable. Not, like vul- not vulnerable, venerable. <laughs> um, There's a restaurant in Carborough called Venable. Oh. Which is really close to venerable, but it's not quite virtuous enough. Oh, it isn't quite virtuous enough. What, what, I've, I've what, heard it's really good. What, what do they serve? You can't, uh, you can't Apparently, deserve, they you have amazing brunch. Up. Okay, so it's... I'm, I'm sorry, that probably whatever, wasn't interesting enough for you. Whatever brunch... <laughs> well, I know what, what, what... How do you define brunch food? How does... Brunch. Um, <laughs> I, well, apparently they have these little, like, um, beef medallions with, like, a garlic mashed potato. I, I've just heard it's, like, an amazing brunch at Venable. Okay. So get your brunch on if you're in Carborough. That was a... Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that was... I don't a, work for Venable. No. I just... It's really not, Neither of us venerable. have ever eaten there, and we just like the name. I've just heard. Yeah. Um, so... I, d- I did a... Uh, I tried to investigate their holiness, and um, I didn't do it firsthand, but I got witnesses. Got you. Um, one thing I did try this last, last weekend, if we're talking about brunch food, I actually went to Rise um, Donuts, and there was a lot of holiness in their donuts. Mm. Um, do they actually have holes in them? Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, I see... Yeah, some of them do. Actually, they're, I, but I think the, all the ones I ate were not holy because they were filled donuts. But I think I would canonize Monuts before I would canonize Rise. Mm, I've not been to Monuts. I think Monuts is a little bit further in the canonization process. Okay. If I'm Pope. Okay. Well, because again, remember we had Servant of God, Next Step, Venerable. And so then, which sometimes people just, they just cap out there at Venerable. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of you know it's kind of like those players that you get on like the Hall of Fame ballots year after year. Yeah, that like it's really kind of sad. Like, and I know I know like after a certain number of years they actually pull you off the ballot, but it's kind of one of those things like you didn't either hit a peak, um, and then what happens is you go up the next year and less people vote for you, and it just mm-hmm. like, gets worse and worse and sadder and sadder. And sadder. I would be excited to be venerable though. That yes. would that would be a pretty good accomplishment. Okay, so now we're at. In this whole stair step, I don't know. What do you think, Ben? Is this just like, is this a flat line that like you're moving from like point A to point B to point, you know, and, and, and the whole roadmap of how we become a saint? Or do you feel like it's like stairs, like stairway to heaven, like we're getting closer? Hmm. But I don't, I, I don't quite know what you're asking. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, so regardless, I don't think anybody knows what I'm asking. Probably not even. <laughs> it's me. a river. 
Okay, it's a river. It's just getting down. Okay, so step four, because we've already talked about if you make it to step three, you're vulnerable, which is a good thing to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like resume worthy, right? If you say that you're venerable on your resume. Yeah, you could put that under skills, maybe. I mean, it or, would. Or like, accomplishments. I mean, I if I was hiring and I saw, like, I had one guy that was a servant of God and the other one that was venerable, totally venerable every time. Yeah. You know. Like, wow, we have a her- heroically virtuous person here. Yeah. these I hire mean, them. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know. But you'd the, have to be dead, and they probably don't want you. That's true. Working that if you're dead. That's true. Okay, you got me there. Then they couldn't work you to death. That's true. How do I get all, dead. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how I get all these resumes with people that say they're venerable wanting to be on the show. Um, weird. Okay, so back to that. Step four, and here's where we get a little bit... Because uh, I, I, that's what I'm saying. If it was a stair step, like to becoming a saint, like this is kind of like the really big step, I would say, is uh, you need to have verified miracles. Mm-hmm. So this next step, not venerable, is actually known as beautification. Be- beatification. <laughs> Beautification <laughs> is what happens I can't, I can't when you today. get your makeup done. <laughs> okay. Right. So I think that just blew my chances for getting to beatification because That's I can't okay. put it out. We can call it beautification. No, no, no. Beautificate. You're right about that. Because um, <laughs> I was explaining, I had someone explain to me today because they were talking about getting their hair blown out. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get that done. And then they're like, really? And I was like, no, I have no idea what that means. So just for those of you to know, which would be a step of beautification, totally different, like stare. Getting your tips frosted would be beautification. True. But supposedly getting your hair blown out is, I think you just go and they kind of blow dry and brush your hair. Mm -hmm. And put some hairspray on? I I don't know. I didn't ask that kind of a question. We're not really experts on beautification. No. So, (laughs) okay. Okay. So uh, this next step. So what you need to have is, so it, to reach this stage, a miracle needs to be attributed to prayers made to the individual after their death. See, I, this, this is something I didn't always know. I always thought it was like all the miracles they did while they were alive. Mm-hmm. But a miracle needs to be attributed to prayers made to the individual after death. Mm-hmm. So this one may be hard for me, you know. Because you're not dead. Not dead yet. And it's going to be hard for me to, to like go ahead and like solidify. Like I make and put a few things like in motion but that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not that much of a chess player because you said five years, right? Five years after mm-hmm. I'm dead. So I'd really have to like, you know, for me to pull off this whole charlatan thing, I'd have to really have um, a very intricate plan. You would just implant like a statue of yourself in yes. an area with little holes in the eyes so you could, it would cry. But you'd have to make sure no one would see it until after you're dead. That's true. And then the crying May- statue comes to life. Okay, I like that. That's good. That's good. Are you going to use that, or can I? Um, uh, you can have that one. Okay, I, I can actually maybe do it if if I'm around for five years. Oh, you okay? You, okay, so yeah. so how about this? How about this? On this step, whoever dies first has got to help help a brother out. Help the you know. So the, on House of Cards, is this a pact that we've just making here on the radio? On House of Cards, Frank Underwood's um, guy Doug, right? Isn't yep. that his name? Yep, yep, yep. I can, I can be your dog. Okay, or or no just behind the scenes, but it depends on who dies first. Like I could be your dog. That's true. You know, we just we need to get on it because okay, I mean, do, life's short. Do we need to like? Do we need to? I don't know, shake on this, or does there need to be like a blood oath? Sarcasm. I'm just gonna like throw that in. 
<laughs> We've okay. been laying the the. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little thing. offended now, Ben, because I was actually being absolutely serious okay. about us starting. Okay, never mind. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. I don't. Okay. I don't like making binding contracts on radio. Oh, on the on the radio. Okay. Yeah. So we we will do this later over probably many drinks, um, <laughs> if that because that will just solidify it. Okay. So yes, a miracle needs to be attributed to the to the prayers of an individual uh, after their death, and so um, that would be proof. This is their saying here. So the prayers uh, being granted are seen as proof that the individual is is already in heaven and hence able to intercede with God on the other's behalf. Hmm. So wait, wait, wait. I'm just going to play, play, and I'm not meaning this to be punny, but it's it's a pun. You know, like, not to be devil's advocate here, but if you've made it all the way, like you know, you're venerable and people are praying to you and nothing's happened, is the assumption that you're in hell. Uh, I, I think the word intercede is important there because I think it's maybe more of the role you play. I know. Oh, I got you. So in it's, in kind of Catholic you're like, theology, you're like one of God's favorite peeps. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Catholic theology, there's there's as I understand it. Again, disclaimer: I'm not a Catholic theologian, but I understand there to be kind of a period of time where you are being purified and. There's, you know, in order to kind of reach more pro- closer proximity to God in, on the other side, that there's this process of purification that has to, you know, you have to go through. And so it, I, I don't think, I wouldn't call it people being better or worse, even though I'm not, it does kind of sound like that. But I would say that you're just not, you know, certain people are not capable of intercession. Gotcha. Yeah, because they're still maybe working out some, or they are being worked on through some of those things that they didn't work on when they should have. Mm, or they're busy, like, I don't know, with whatever, like, the PS4 is, like, in heaven. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, I'll intercession later. I'll do it later. <laughs> Let's do intercession. Now, God, now. Rain check, God. Um, no, okay, so if, you've, if you clear that, um, then the candidate will be given the title of being blessed. So we've gotten to this point, but they do make a good note here that there's one exception to the miracle uh, requirement, a martyr. So someone who died for their faith can be, what is the word again? Beatified. Beatified. Uh, without a verified miracle. So you can be beatified if you're also a martyr, which, which would actually fit into the whole first requirement of being dead. Right. I mean, th- those cover both of those. Yep. Two birds. With hand one in stone. hand. Hand in hand there. Okay. Yeah. So is every, if everyone else is taking their list and trying to make their plans here. So uh, we get to step five, which canonization. So it's the final step in declaring a deceased person to be a saint. Which is not stuffing someone into a cannon like no. they do at the circus. That would be, gosh, can't you do both? Come on. You know what I mean? Can't you be canonized and they like shoot your body out of it? Well, you could die in that process and maybe that would help you on your way. Bonus points. I feel like that, you just... Sarcasm. You just found a loophole there, my friend. Because <laughs> if I got stuck at being blessed, uh, they can just shoot me out and I'd be like, hey, he's canonized. That works. Okay. I feel like we should just have the sarcasm button on repeat on this episode. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to us today. Uh, so, yes. So... So canonization, final step uh, in declaring a deceased person to be a saint. To reach this stage, uh, a second miracle normally needs to be attributed to prayers made to the candidate after they have been beatified. So we need a second miracle. So Ben, the crying tree thing, 
I mean, we also have to have something like, I don't know, like, because they find like Mary everywhere, right? Like in Cheetos or on bread or all that kind of stuff. Mm. Is that like, is that miracle worthy? Like if I show up on. I'll paint. Okay. Let me get intricate here. I will take some sort of mold that will only show up five years after your death and wipe it on a wall Mm. in the shape of your face. Okay. In some public building. So you can paint. Like I don't. I mean, I can like paint your house, but I, I mean, I don't think I have those kind of skills. So, you may you may be a little wary of starting like a saint pack with me. Mm. So, just just being honest, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I'll um, do my best. Okay. So, but okay, but canonization. The one thing here, here's another stipulation: if 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 the person's a martyr, right? Um, it says martyrs, however, only need one verified miracle to become a saint. Mm. So, if you're not a martyr, two miracles. If you are a martyr, one. Mm. I mean, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you were martyred and all. Being, yeah, being martyred is not fun. And so, and so, yes. I would imagine. I haven't been martyred, but. Uh, I, last week, I almost was martyred. <laughs> not really. Um, no, so, so, yeah, so walking through this, and again, I know that, I mean, the heart of what we're doing is really just entertainment for you this week, because we had figured that we'd gotten way too sincere and deep into theology and other stuff there with that. So... To push this even further. So we are not knocking the Catholic process of the church. I just, I never knew what it would take. And, um, and so, yeah, I, so that, I think that's, that's part of our own cultural understanding. And something I'd brought up to you earlier, Ben, that was not on the air. It was during one of our uh, untimely breaks that we've had uh, in recording the show. Is that if you could have a list of your 80s action hero saints, which I know is part of your wheelhouse because you were married to one of the biggest 80s action uh, movies, Ficcionado. I don't know. She's not even a fan. She goes beyond that. You're, oh, you're yeah. Kelly. She's, yes. How would you even like, I don't, uh, even, I don't even know, like expert. In Catholic terms? She would be. Oh, a, in Catholic terms. She would be a cardinal at least. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she would That's have true. to be way up there, like in in waiting line for Pope. Okay, okay. So eighties action in an eighties action movie. I mean, so. she she goes so far. It's not just one or two. I mean, it's all of them. Okay, she she really embraces the full scope of eighties action movies. So, if we were to canonize in our own realm of pop culture. If we were to canonize an 80s action star, what what were things that we should lay out, you know, before them? Um, hmm. You know, cuz I know like we started off with with uh step 1 is you had to be dead. And should right. it should it be like body count? It well, okay. So if, for if this one they can, stars. I would say it's almost the opposite. It would have to be, well, yeah, maybe body count you know what or I mean? it would have to be that they can't die. Like Arnold never dies in a movie. Right? I mean, there are some I guess stars that might die in some of their like maybe Clint Eastwood has he died in one of his movies? I'm sure. I think he played death in a movie, but so they maybe maybe they can't die in their movie. Okay, okay. Gosh, I I, I fully figure we're gonna get schooled in this once your wife listens to this show. I know. So, okay, so instead of a saying that they can't die in it, because there may be some where they have, with a lot of like the people like okay, so let's let's first of all, I've actually got pen and paper here. So we'll work backwards. So who who would be in the canon of '80s action movie stars? Well, you've got to have Arnold. You've got to have Bruce Willis. You've got to have Stallone. Um, Jean Claude Van Damme. That's getting into the '90s too. But I think he he kind of spans both '80s and '90s. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else are we needing? I don't know. Help me out here. Danny I, Glover. 
No, I mean, no, is he not? He he might be venerable. He is. I would say he's but venerable. not not beatified. Yeah, I mean, he was more like sidekick materialish. I don't know. He had a and couple Lethal in the nineties. Uh, Predator and, and oh, that's true. He was in Predator. Yeah, Lethal, Predator, Predator two. two. Yeah, yeah. And the le- and the lethal weapons. And then and see, this is where I'm going to get a little messed up because like Wesley Snipes, but he's more nineties than eighties. That's Steven true. Steven Seagal. I, he's maybe a little more nineties than eighties. But we're talking about canonization. We're not talking about venerable or even you know. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like there's. I, I feel like I feel like there's there, there's, a, there's a tier that you have to have crossed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could kind. of... I mean, well, okay. This may get me completely thrown out of ever being a saint. But what about Chuck Norris? Yeah, I think you've got to put Chuck Norris in there. He's he's kind of the he he gets talked about a lot. Let me put it that way. Okay. So, so actually, his miracles have really been post death. Well, he's <laughs> not dead true. yet. He's not dead yet. His career, the death of his career. The death of his career. So yes. <laughs> and then it was resurrected. It was resurrected. <laughs> Chuck like, Norris jokes. As Chuck Norris jokes and memes. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So that one. Okay. So you have. I think overall is it. it it's mainly like body count and what ways. The creative ways of killing people. Yeah, instead of verified miracles, I think we should have sequels. Okay. Like okay. How, how many sequels you've put out for your movies. Because, I mean, a, a, a seminal 80s action movie has to have at least, like, three sequels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the more the better. I mean, not for people that were watching it. Yeah. But for but for us to canonize them as a an 80s action star, mm-hmm. it would need to be, yeah. Because can you think of, oh wait, you, and you'll prove me wrong here, but can you think of movies that actually, like, once they, they passed at least three, that they got better at all? Mm-hmm. Land Before Time. That's... I'm talking to action here, my friend. Sarcasm. Well, I mean, yeah. there is some... I wanted to hear that one. <laughs> I think I've only seen... I just know there are probably, like, 20 of those movies. Yeah, actually, that is, that's no exaggeration. <laughs> I'm actually, I think, I think we're, we're, well, Wikipedia could tell us that later. Yeah. No, but, c- yeah, because the future. Yeah. Is, that, is that kind of an action-y movie? Uh, it's an action-y, but I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put Michael J. Fox on the list. No, he's not an action star. Um, uh, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. See, Harrison Ford is really riding okay. the line because. That's very true. Cause he's got the, I mean, he's got the Clancy books yeah. that he did as well too. I mean, those are kind of action. Right. But um, he's, I, he's just kind of, he is and he isn't an action star. He doesn't, maybe, uh, there's not quite as much, like, physical stuff to him. That's true. You know? And actually just... He's just rugged. Uh, and, but, I, I mean, yeah, I would have to say, stuff like the Crystal Skull should take him off the list. That's true. Any If you are even in the vicinity of a movie with Shia LaBeouf, you're not allowed to be in yeah, any action yeah, star. Yeah. I don't know if that's section. actually one of the steps, but I think that's just that's just common sense. What about, like, Dolph Lundgren? It's true. I mean, well, um, okay, so how about this is one... Does the person have to have at least showed up in an Expendables movie? Hmm. Is that sort of the is is that the book of like canon for eighties action? Well, it's kind so, of saying like so yeah, Mel they, Gibson they, counts. Um. Yeah, he was bad guy in one of them. Yeah. Has Jean Claude been in him? Yes. Yeah, okay. he was I in the remember. second one. I think they all blur together to me. Yeah. The, but then Terry Crews is kind of a newer. Guys, so well, but he doesn't have the others, and so he's just you know, he's not there. But we like Terry Crews, but yeah. but we're, we're this is just one of the many things you had to have done. And since Terry Crews does not own a time machine, he can't go back <laughs> and like, recreate right. himself in, in the 80s because that was that was the heyday of action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when they were the most ridiculous, and um, I think at, the, at their at their peak, yeah, okay, Mull- so, mullets and all, so verified sequels. Now you're mentioning mullets. Do we need to have had 
a mullet to be considered in this too. Well, let's see. Chuck Norris and Mel Gibson. I don't think Bruce Willis ever really rocked the mullet that much. Mm. Um, he did in, in a few movies, but not in his actual one. I think that movie, like Bandits, when he was in there with Billy Bob Thornton, I, I seem to remember oh, yeah, he did. He yeah. kind of had, I mean, I think he had an entire wig on. And Arnold, um, Arnold, I guess, has and hasn't. He's had one of those little, like, mini mullets, like almost mullets. Okay, okay. Um, oh, here's a good one. What about, like, someone like Hulk Hogan or Jesse Ventura? Who makes, you know, because that happens a lot when you're a wrestling figure and you sort of make your way into an action movie, like The Rock or someone like that. Yeah. I don't know if they should count. No. I mean, I don't, I mean, nobody thinks of Hulk Hogan and says movies. Yeah. You know, I was just not... thinking of a skullet since we were talking about mullets. Oh, He's yeah. Got, like the classic oh, yeah. skullet. Um, okay. So they had, okay, we're up to this. So first one is either death count or creative deaths. Um, mm-hmm. that, that may accompany a, a pun. Yeah. You know well, uh, one-liners. Yeah. Right. Okay, so death count plus one-liners. Because you really, I mean, you can have movies where there's a lot of killing in it, but it's just not as fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so verified sequels. Yeah. So at least three mm-hmm. um, in one series that they've had. We have, uh, they need to have shown up in an Expendables movie. Okay. Is that, are we doing that well, one? Yeah. I mean, that's limiting the field a lot, but I guess that's the point. Hey. They're only going to be not so a, not many. Not everyone's a saint. Like, Charles Bronson hasn't been in one. And I, I guess he's kind of an action Yeah, it's true. But, you know, we make could do this, you know, like with, uh, uh, if you're martyred, you only have to have one. Or miracle. Steve McQueen. But Steve McQueen's dead. Yeah. So that, he wasn't an 80s star. So do we need to say just action movie stars? Because, again, you're right. Is 80s limiting us too much? That's true. Okay, I'll I'll try to rein it in. I'm sorry. Okay. Some okay. of some of my wife's love of action movies are spilling That's into true. me now. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, because I was going to even say action. If you're going action too, this one would be like a, a bit of a dark horse. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Evil, I mean, he Evil Dead got his start in more like horror. But those are those movies, are. I mean, they, they get, they're absurdly there some action. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's wielding a chainsaw arm. I mean... I mean, how do you go wrong with that? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's had a mullet. Mm-hmm. But he's not been in an Expendables movie that I'm aware of. Yeah. That's true. You have to you have to be covered in sweat and some sort of, like, oil-ish type oh, that's, thing. Oh, so is... Okay, oil? For 80s action. So who, at some point, they need to have had been oiled up. Who who played uh, He-Man in the live that was action? Dolph, was that, that was, Dolph That was Dolph Lundgren, yes. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. Which is funny that we started off talking about Catholicism and about how we were like you know dipping our feet in a, in a, in an areas where we really didn't know what we were talking about, mm-hmm. and now we don't preface what we're saying. We kind of just go with it in this area. So <laughs> I still don't know what I'm talking. I'm about. I'm not sure what that says about us, but we'll just keep going. Okay, so we have death counts plus one liners. We have verified sequels. They need to have at least three of those. They need to have been an Expendables movie, which we can make exceptions, much like the Catholics do for uh, if you're martyred. Uh, you need a mullet at some point. You need to have been, which we could say, kind of anointed in oil. Uh, mm. We could you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know the other one I was thinking of, but I don't think he's been in enough sequels. It would be Kurt Russell. Yeah, I would put Kurt Russell is. But I don't think he has he has the sequel thing. Or, from. And here's a, here. This is a very good, maybe like gray area line person, Patrick Swayze. You do have Roadhouse because of Roadhouse. Uh huh. But no and, and the mullet and oh, the sweat and, and yeah, sweat and oil. Yep. But then he's been in so many like. But he was in Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Which, which that's not a knock on him exactly. completely. But or that Ghost. Was, 
which Ooh, which yeah. just like really hurts your action movie credibility. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that does well. I mean, Arnold's been in some comedies. Yeah, but it's still Arnold. I mean, and he still does actionish things in like Kindergarten Cop. That's true. I haven't seen Junior, so I don't know about that one. Jingle All the Way, he does some like actiony type things. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Which we I do not recommend that. Okay. Because what doing actiony things or Jingle All the uh, Way? Just any movie with Sinbad. Oh, poor Sinbad. I know. That's not a knock on him necessarily. I mean, I don't know. I, it was a knock on him. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what else? We need, I think we have, well we already have five. Yeah, that's a lot. But it feels like a little anti. Oh, so the, so okay. So then they have to be anointed in oil. Um, okay, so we have this. We have so so far on our list we have Arnold Willis, uh, Stallone, Van Damme, and Norris. Because mm-hmm. I think Norris did like a bunch of Delta Force movies that would classify. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if you're wanting to say Seagal, but I, I'm 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 not I'm a little hesitant on Seagal. Why? Well, I, I mean, mean I, I'm not a huge Seagal fan, but because what I'm saying is usually I, I think also to embody like the sainthood of mm-hmm. 80s like action kind of films, you need to kind of have a sense of humor in the midst of it. Oh, uh, that's true. And he takes himself way too seriously. He's pretty humorless. Like I really don't see him throwing out one-liners and being la- and laughing. Yeah, that's um, true. So I mean, I mean, which would be like humility, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of being able to laugh at yourself somewhat. That's true. Okay. Ma- no, no, Mel Gibson. You want to leave him off? Ah, see, that's a hard thing. I mean, yes, Lethal Weapon would be a, uh, well. The first two would be up there, mm-hmm. and like classics. Uh, you'd have Braveheart, which is a classic. You know, it's not 80s, but that, it's a continuation. He got his start there. Yeah. Oh, oh, gosh, you, you're right, Mad Max? Yeah, Mad Max is what I was thinking. It's very, very true. Um, and Pay- Payback and, isn't quite, I mean, it's a little bit of action. Yeah, yeah, it's true. A little bit of, like, noir. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I think I think he's got, let's see, see Death Count or, or one-liners. There's lots of one-liners in the Lethal Weapons. Verified sequels, check. Expendables movies, check. Mullet, check. Oil, he's he's pretty sweaty in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, we may have to overlook some of his like indiscretions of like the past few years. (laughs) That's true. Within that, because I don't know if '80s action stars are known for living virtuous lives. Okay. So let's. So again, in this one, (laughs) we'll just leave their lives out of it. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe that's actually part of who they are. You know, Arnold fathering a child from like the maid. Oh yeah, that, I forgot about do we, that. Do we do we have to add all those into it? I don't know. Okay, no, we'll 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 stay nice. We'll stay nice within this. Okay, so yeah, so if any of you listeners out there are wanting to add people to the canon of the '80s action star um, sainthood, um, we are willing, since we are kind of uh, both archbishops of the show, um, or can we be co-popes? Co-pope. Co-pope. <laughs> I don't think I want that kind of responsibility. You know, to be a co-pope. Okay, we'll just be arch, arch, <laughs> archbishops, or arch. I don't know. I don't really know what this is. Yeah, arch something or other. I think it needs Archdiocese. to have the Archdiocese. Yes. <laughs> we I will mean, be that's... a district. Yeah, we'll be our own district. Okay, so yeah, so feel free to contact us over the website, over Facebook and everything else because we are still taking applications for Action Hero Sainthood. Um, and we are willing to be able to hear your cases. We will investigate them as well too. And, uh, and um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything prayer-wise involved in the whole canonizing of them. Of 80s action stars? Yeah, yeah. There's no prayers involved. Um, I just think there needs to be some sort of a damsel in distress at some point. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of like a prayer, right? <laughs> That's true. Okay. Um, well, as we begin to get to the end of the... I don't know. Is there anything else? I was, I was, I was going into my like landing the plane mode. Do you have any, any final thoughts on this entire bit of insane? 
sanity that we've kind of been projecting here across um, the show. Just that kind of reiterating from the start, I think it's an interesting process. And I always feel like even if you're not going to agree with something, it's helpful to try to think through how like a, you know, a group or um, an individual is, is approaching something. So thinking through this process of canonization, I think there are a lot of kind of rational um, points to it. And I, I just think it's an interesting thing to at least entertain something before dismissing it. So are you referring to, our version or the Catholic version? Oh, I was referring to the Catholic version. Oh, okay, okay. You're, okay. you're completely allowed to dismiss. Our no, no, no. I, action no, I was saying quite, quite the opposite because I mean, I think ours is we've we've people we've, should be charitable with us. We have gone beyond being um, venerable in this process, and I think that you know if we put a lot of work into it. Oh, I mean, we did. It was like, we what, did. Fifteen minutes. It was. I mean, fif- that's it was a lot fifteen of minutes of us doing this on the fly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is. I think it's the birth of something new, Ben. I think that we just need to write this down and this will actually go in the annals um, or annals, depending upon which direction you want to put this in for us. But the annals of our, uh, our whole packet that we're going to submit about becoming saints um, in the Catholic Church. So I, I really do. I think this has helped our chances. Because they didn't write this in here, but I don't think any of these saints actually researched on how to make saints. Mm, you know, that's they, true. Innova- our, that's innovation right there. That's a very Protestant way of doing it. Let's make our own way of making saints. Well, we just did. We, we started our own way. Oh, you mean like real saints or just our <laughs> 80s action saints? It's just, be, it's just very Protestant of us. I, actually, what I really think about this whole thing is it doesn't even have to be action movies, but I do, I do think like if you want to just make a normal person a saint, you ask about their dead count and one-liners. Um, you ask about sequels. And ex- have you been in an expendable movie? No, sorry. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, do you have a verified mullet? Nope. Do you have any proof that you've been covered in oil at some point or worked out really hard so that you look sweaty and oily? Nope, sorry. So, I mean, this is an exclusive group that we're starting here, but it's it's not meant for everybody. Yeah. Well, well I'll work on my mullet. Okay. Yeah, I've actually, I mean, I've grown my hair out. Well, I can, I just got to make sure that I've got more of a, of a party in the front. No, it's a business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. Right? So I think I've just got to party everywhere right now. The old Billy hair. Ray. Oh, that is good. That's so good. So to end on anything uh, by Billy Ray. So uh, I think that's a good st- stopping point. Good last words, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Billy Ray. And uh, so as we get to the end of this broadcast, just a reminder, you can catch us on podcasts, all of our old shows, www.snarkyfaith.com. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook, and we love to interact with you guys. So if you have people you want to submit to sainthood, we will uh, give it due cause, and we will look through this um, tirelessly uh, to make sure your person should or should not be an 80s action star saint. Uh, But that's all we've got this week, and we will catch you again next week with some more snark. Uh, We are out of here. WCOM is listener-supported community radio, and Snarky Faith is only possible through our sponsors. Aqueduct Conference Center was established in 1978 as a peaceful destination for small group meetings, special events, conferences, retreats, and weddings. For more information, go to www.aqueductcc.com. We are also sponsored by Lumen. Lumen a spiritual community of seekers, sojourners, question askers, doubters, and skeptics, is a collective of fellow travelers that embrace the truth that all life is sacred, hope is real, and tomorrow can be better than today. All are welcome. You can find more information at www.lumencommunities.com. <laughs>